0: Hi, welcome to the Running Industry Podcast, episode 5.5. Yeah, you're probably wondering what the 5.5 means. Well, with us now episode 5 of the 10 episode first season of the podcast, I thought it might be a good idea to pause and take stock on what we've covered over the last five weeks and to preview the next five. And I also wanted to give a little insight into the why of the Running Industry Podcast, because I don't think we've really covered that in the first five episodes. So I'm calling this episode Trust the Process. In saying trust the process, I guess I'm saying that we just sometimes need to allow certain things to happen in our lives. I'm a believer that life is a bit of a book, and it's full of chapters, and sometimes things just happen for a reason. 2020 has been one of those chapters. So, the Running Industry Podcast, and that why. There's a whole host of fantastic running-related podcasts out there, which have been around for many years. Marathon Talk, Bad Boy Running, Talk Ultra, Running Commentary, just to name a few. And I guess I didn't want to just talk to runners about running, though I am a runner and I love running. I think that's a field that's really well served in the podcast landscape. I mean, my background has been in the, well... Background of running over the last 10 to 15 years, working with brands in the community, at events, working within the media. So it seemed almost natural that if I was going to do a podcast, it would be with a more industry-based slant. If I'm honest, I've been thinking about a podcast for well over a year, but lockdown kind of crystallised things for me, and I started to plan the running industry podcast in earnest. And though it sounds odd, choosing the guests wasn't the hardest thing on the first episode. I know quite a few people in the industry with some great stories, and I'm not sure how it was for those other podcasts I've mentioned, but for me, the first hurdle that I needed to get over was the imposter syndrome. Questions such as, who would want to listen to a podcast by me? Things like that just raised their head and infiltrated my mind, I suppose. So from concept to release of the first episode, it was probably about four months in total. Now, some people will tell you the best way to get your podcast out there is just to go for it. Get a cheap mic, record away, and get it out there, warts and all. And I'll be honest, this is a really good way of starting a podcast. For me, though, it's always going to be about the content. It was going to have to have a storyline and have a hook. Depending on where you get your podcast news, there are about 1.5 million podcasts out there, with over 800,000 of these what you would call active. So still producing, still broadcasting, or podcasting. And these figures have almost doubled from this time last year, with a huge amount of that growth coming between March and July in 2020, when lockdown occurred, and yep, you guessed it, listening figures have also skyrocketed in 2020. With Forbes reporting that almost a third of the American population, 32%, listen to a podcast at least once a month. Coming back to that quality and production question, I guess knowing these figures and the amount of podcast noise out there, meant that I wanted to make sure that I had at least some chance of fitting into the pod jungle, through good production and content. I mean, I wanted a podcast to sound produced, but not overly polished. I wanted to be able to get it out there and put myself into the listeners' shoes and think, this sounds good, first and foremost. For sure, I know that the production on the Running Industry podcast could be better, but overall I'm pretty happy with how it sounds, and it will get better. The process of launching a podcast was another matter. I needed to get some great guests. I needed themes. They needed recording, editing, mixing, promoing. For those who've been through this process, they'll tell you that this can be very time-consuming. And then there's the matter of finally pushing launch on that first one. This is when the imposter syndrome really kicks in. But once you have pushed publish on that first one, there's no looking back. So here we are, five episodes in, and I have to be honest, I'm loving the process and the experience of hosting and producing the Running Industry Podcast. From the outset, I wanted to have some really varied guests, from diverse backgrounds, from sectors you might not immediately look at as the running industry. A case in point would be episode four, and Stefan Van Bijon from Noble Pro Treadmills, a sector that 10 years ago might be viewed as the domain of gym-goers, but now, a growing part of the industry, and one that will continue to grow at pace in the coming years. I also wanted to make sure that those guests that I do talk to have a story. Whether that's how they've got to where they are, the product, the brand, or venture they own or represent, or simply what they're trying to achieve in the industry. Sure, we'll have some well-known brands and organisations on the show, and we will, I'm sure, interview people who have appeared on other shows. But I'm fine with that. A great story. Is a great story. In season one, we've spoken to Simon Freeman from Light the Wind magazine, Katie Turner from Spike PR and Communications, Matt Green from Summit Fever Media, Max Dempsey, coach and owner of Play in the Wild, Rich Phillip from Stance Socks, Stefan Van Bijon, the owner of Noble Pro Treadmills, Shane Olley from Area Events, Rachel Murphy, coach and owner of She Runs Outdoors, Mike Ambrose from the Global Salomon Footwear Team, And Gareth Nettleton, the VP of Marketing at Strava. For me, the first half of the Running Industry Podcast Season 1 has been a great demonstration in the community aspect of the industry, but also a demonstration of just by looking under the surface a little, just how many great people and businesses there are out there. Before we look ahead to the rest of this Running Industry Podcast Season 1, I'd like to take the chance to point you in the direction of the Patreon page that we have for the podcast. Like many podcasts out there, we're unfunded. So if you want to help us along the way, we'd be really grateful of any support via Patreon. The links are in the show notes and on the website at runningindustrypodcast.com. Reviews and ratings also help the podcast in gaining exposure. So it'd be amazing if you could just give us a little rating or a review. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google and Stitcher. So, looking ahead to the rest of the first season on the Running Industry Podcast. My plan was initially to have 10 episodes, the logic being that by then I'd have an idea of the viability of the concept. With the feedback, stats and ideas for future guests that we've gained in that time, it's become clear that we have a good number of people listening to the podcast. And we're really grateful to all our listeners. Over the coming weeks, we've got some great guests coming up. Starting next week with David Hellard. David is a co-presenter of the Bad Boy Running Podcast, host of the Ultra Stage at the National Running Show, and a very handy ultra runner too. But we're going to be talking to David about his brilliant brand, Caffeine Bullet. In the course of the next five shows, we'll also be speaking to none other than Martin Yelling. Yep, former GB athlete, comrade finisher, Ironman, husband of Olympic marathoner Liz, media personality, host of the mega podcast Marathon Talk, and one of the faces of the London Marathon. Martin's a former teacher with a background in education and behavior change, and it'll be this that leads us to talk about the charity that he's helped found, Stormbreak, a charity set up to help improve children's mental health through movement, including running. We'll also be talking to Kate McKenzie, the founder of the fab new trail running startup brand, Harrier. The concept for Harrier was born from Kate's own desire to have great quality kit that would last a long time and didn't cost a fortune. Harry's direct-to-consumer business model means that this is possible, and as Kate says, it's about bringing simplicity and fun back to trail running. With a few more exciting guests still to be confirmed, including some from the most innovative brands in the industry, I can guarantee that the next five episodes of Season 1 are shaping up to be just as good as the first five episodes. So I hope you've enjoyed this little interlude into Season 1 of the Running Industry Podcast. And thank you for letting me unearth just a little of what's behind the Running Industry Podcast concept and where we hope to take it over the coming months and who knows, years. Keep listening, keep spreading the word and we'll keep making the podcast. And remember, trust the process. I'm Matt Ward and the Running Industry Podcast is an Amplify production. Thanks for listening and until the next time, goodbye.